Vous écoutez Orient Outlook Podcast. Oi, oi, and welcome to the Orient Outlook Podcast with myself, Steve Nussbaum, and my good friend, South Stand chum, bearded and pyjama legend, Mr. Paul Levy. <laughs> Hello, everybody. Welcome back to episode number 23 of the Orient Outlook Podcast. Thanks very much for joining us. Um, just wanted uh, as the final uh, podcast of 2014 just to say thanks for everybody who's following us on Twitter we've now breached the 1100 mark and we are growing all the time so thank you very much keep spreading the word uh, keep telling people about us let us know what your thoughts are on, on everything that's going on at, at the club uh, if you've got any feedback on the on the episodes that we've done um, We'd love to hear from you. Um, if you're tweeting generally about Orient, include at Orient Outlook so that we can retweet you. We're not really happy or comfortable to tweet just jack people's tweets, so must include at Orient Outlook. You can email us also. Uh, we're orientoutlook at outlook.com. Yep, so the last episode, episode 22, came out just before Christmas and included interviews with Roman Vincelone. Nathan, yeah, was amazing to meet. He was very nice guy. Very comes across really well, intelligent, well motivated. And Nathan Clark and Pritchard. So if you haven't listened to those yet, give them a listen. And reviews uh, that we got from that episode uh, at David Ricard eighty said another good podcast, guys. Nice to hear the players being so upbeat in interviews. Hopefully we can turn things around soon. At Orient Steve, great episode that one. Interesting that Plasmati doesn't have to train. Yep. Yeah, yeah, very. Interesting, yep. At LOFC 1978, said another decent episode. Great interview with Romain Vincelot. What a guy. Yeah, yeah. I agree. Uh, at Valencia underscore Orient, great episode, thanks. Why isn't Romain Vincelot captain? 100% honest, 100% committed. No brainer, no? Very good point, actually. Food for thought, isn't it? Very good point. At Ed Sylvester 1, first time I've had time to listen to your podcast. One word. Excellent. Thanks, Ed. Nice one. And at Janine Edelman, very enjoyable listening to episode 22, especially encouraged listening to Nathan, Romain and Pritch. Not all bad, it seems. Yeah. Completely agree. Like when we said, they're very positive down, they're very upbeat, knowing they can turn it around to fair play to them. Despite what was going on on the pitch, they were all together off the pitch. Yeah. Yeah. At RD Manda, said lying in bed with a splitting headache didn't stop me from enjoying episode 22. Great interviews. Yep, thanks Rob, nice one, much obliged. And then we move on to Sunday the 21st of December. Now this this is something you should cover because it got on your goat more than it got on mine. Yeah, on my goat a little bit. So yeah, Sunday 21st of December. And this is just the difference between two players in the squad. I think a player who really wants to be successful and a player who's like, mm, you know, yeah. we'll see what happens. So Josh Wright out faces, you know, at the time we were doing really poorly. You know, everyone was a bit negative about the club. And Josh Wright is living up in faces again. You know, for me, it just was a bit unprofessional with the club situation and the upcoming schedule, you know, with, with quick games in succession. Yeah. To me, you know, does he optimise what is wrong with the mentality of certain players at the club? Whilst on the flip side, while Josh Wright is living up in faces, yeah. Dean Cox is tweeting about midsummer murders. <laughs> <laughs> He's probably sat there with his slippers. Hot chocolate, hot slip, chocolate, marshmallow girl. on top. And he's sitting there watching Midsummer Murders thinking, cool, what's going on here? While Wright's doing another shot or another Jaeger bomb with his brother. You know, yeah, fair play to Wright. Sorry, you know, went from blue. But don't expect any players to be saints, but at the same time, during yeah. that schedule and how the team was doing, 
got on my go a little bit, but he might have been out drinking water and he might have been yes, home by half eleven. Absolutely. So we have to, you know, we're not knocking him because he went and played a blinder against Yeovil yes, yesterday. Yes, he did. So he did. The day before yesterday. So, you know, balance it out. But, you know, yes, that, that is the contrast of a player who's outstanding yeah. and lives that life off the pitch and a player who's absolutely. probably a bit average and lucky to be in our first team if it wasn't for the fact that Lloyd James isn't in there. He probably absolutely, wouldn't be there. Yeah. So. That's the difference. So then on Monday, uh, we got voted the best club for social media in League One for the second year running. Hi, I'm Johnny Davis, and you're listening to the Orient Outlet podcast. Johnny Davis interrupting us as we were about to... everywhere. (laughs) So, as I was saying, Johnny, before you interrupted, um, so we were fifth in the UK. Now, considering that involves, obviously, 20 Premier League clubs, 24 other championship clubs who are arguably all bigger than us, and obviously everyone from League One and League Two, that's really some going. That is really, really not to be underestimated as to what an achievement that actually is. And and Johnny Davis has got to take all that credit, as well as whoever supports him, um, Johnny said it's pleasing to score so highly again despite the fact that things are not going so well on the pitch at the moment it can be a tough job juggling our various channels of communication but we always try to keep social media at the forefront of what we do and hopefully the fans are seeing the benefits of that so you know well done Johnny Davis absolutely spot on Johnny Davis but stop interrupting us when we're doing our podcast yeah with your, with your, back with off your <laughs> so more good news was followed on Tuesday yeah um, with the news that Jay Beckford, who's a forward, and Sam Roach, who's a keeper, have been called up to the England under sixteen squad. Fantastic. So good to see Orient Youth coming through. You know, good we have a good keeper schedule, you know, obviously with Granger and now Roach. That's Seems it. like we've got a good line of keepers coming up. I actually think this is possibly the best return on investment that we've had in many years. Yeah. Like you say, with Charlie Granger, Sam Roach, Jay Beckford, I'm sure there was someone else that got called up to train somewhere. But essentially, these are our kids that yeah. are now looking to be seen by you know, nas- the national side and, and could have great potential for the future. Our academy hasn't really produced players like that. No, absolutely. And you've also got players on the bench now, like Granger, Harry Lee, Harry Sam Lee. Ling's you know, been on there a few times. Big yeah. things. Uh, Adi Bayajo. Yeah, Victor Adibay, yeah. And the kid who came on in the last minute against Yeovil, whose name... Adjuman. Adjuman, yeah. So we're getting there, so good investment in you. So, you know, well That's, done. Well it's done finally, because I've always thought, what's the point of us having an academy when we, we don't let anyone come through the first team and we don't ever get anyone that's actually worth sending, except for Moses, obviously, but yeah, he's kind of the exception to the rules. So then on Wednesday, Liverani calls the Crawley game like a Champions League final. I think, obviously, not to underestimate the importance of that game, given our predicament. I wonder if when Liverani steps out onto the uh, the turf against Crawley on Boxing Day morning, if he could hear the Champions League song like in his head when he steps out. He doesn't hear to you on a taxi. He hears he is, the... Yeah. La, 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 la. <laughs> so beautifully done. Thanks, mate. Beautifully done. So on Thursday, it was Christmas. So Merry Christmas to you all. We hope you had a great time, you know, having nice family gatherings or eating lots of turkey and or stuff whatever it is you enjoy doing yeah. and after a day's break for the players um, although there might not have been they a break I think they trained on Christmas Day yeah. we had Crawley at home on Boxing Day uh, which was a massive game for the club so the starting 11 <laughs> was Adam Legends in goal with Omazuzi right back Cuthbert and Lowry centre backs and Desena as a left back Midfield consisted of McEnough on the right with Vince Lowe and Josh Wright in the middle and Dean Cox on the left with Dagnall and Bat up front I have to say I'm slightly eating my words now because three weeks ago when DeSena was had injured his hamstring and I'm using, for those that <laughs> yeah. can't see me, I'm using the inverted speech marks here yeah. and everyone said, I, well no, actually I said that he's probably off, off, home, for for, off yeah. home to Italy for Christmas and here he is. So I take it back, 
My fair apologies. Play. Absolutely fair play. Uh, subs uh, were Sawyer, Baldry, Mooney, Lee, Pritchard, Woods, and great to see a fit Kevin Lisby back on the bench. A strong bench. For it us. Isn't it? Such a strong bench. And then when you look at that bench, you go right. No Simpson on that bench. No, no. Henderson on that bench. No Lloyd James on that bench. No Nathan Clark on that bench. Plasmati. Start to see Plasmati, yeah. another one. Start to see how actually strong in that squad is. Depth, yeah. And you think when we get over all our injuries, if that ever happens, or stop injuring players at the training ground, if that ever happens, that is one hell of a squad. Yeah. Honestly. Yeah, I agree. You know, um, so Nathan Clark was still missing through injury, which meant that Scotty C was captain. Good, good call in my book. He's vice captain, yeah. so he would automatically get it. I don't know who would take over if he went off, but for me, if Vince. Clark isn't playing, Cuthbert or Vincelow. Yeah, for me, ideally, um, a few things for me for that. Um, just two issues with with the starting eleven. But over Mooney, fair play. Maybe Mooney's been you know managed back managed in. back. Yeah, mm. and Sawyer, I thought was very unlucky to be dropped. Yeah. The same as a great left back, but I thought at the time Sawyer was having a brilliant run in the first team. He's in good form. Very good form. Yeah. I thought, yeah, it was a bit unlucky to be uh, left out. I agree. So I, I absolutely agree. And and I've never been a fan of Gary Sawyer, but because uh, I don't actually think he was he was good enough to be in our squad. He's a good player, but I don't think he's good enough for our squad. But yeah. actually, this year he's been very very surprising, uh, and he's been actually playing he's been great this year. Very very well. He's been great this year. So the match kicked off, um, and a great start for Orient. So we obviously yeah. covered the games, yeah. and we obviously go through goals. So one of the things that I've picked up on is that we don't kind of make enough of a big deal out of our goals when we score them so what we've done now what we're going to do is we're going to allocate each player a scoring commentary moment of greatness so after six minutes Coxie stepped up Dagnan won a free kick didn't he yeah and Cox stepped up to take a free kick and ended up putting a beauty uh, in the back of that so here's some commentary that we found on Cox's goal So in my head, in my head, when Dean Cook scores a goal now, that's going to go in my head. <laughs> right, okay. So a brilliant. Great free kick from Coxie. One of his best in an orange shot, I would say. Um, yeah, well, the, the way that came about, that, that actual goal, was if you, if you watch the goal again, Dagnall makes the space in the wall and Cox just pings it straight, in that, straight through that oh, space okay, and yeah. it goes in and it goes in that way. Terrific play and, and, and Dags did really, really well in that, in that wall. Yep. Um, and that went in the top corner. So yeah, fantastic. Um, unfortunately then Matt Harold um, claws a goal back um, he heads a free kick against the post which sparked a, a scramble actually sorry and, and um, hashtag fuming because Jimmy Smith <laughs> um, then appears to get the tap in yeah um, poor defending from us scrappy goal to give away in my opinion um, but obviously not, not to be to our detriment too much fortunately no you, you just you just knew Jimmy, Jimmy Smith. Smith you just knew it you just knew it but to be fair to the O's, we start, you know, we were playing well, had, we were having a good spell, and it wasn't long before we regained the lead. Um, that Cox put in a beautiful cross, a great assist from Cox, kind yeah. of like with the outside of his boot onto Dagnall's head, straight onto the top of his head. Um, do you want to go on with how the move started? Yeah, so the move started by Elliot Omazuzi, uh, picked the ball up, a beautiful uh, lofted crossfield pass to uh, Mr Dean Cox, who controls superbly and puts a delightful cross with the outside of his right boot. 
uh, and Dagnall with a sort of Van Persie a la World Cup-esque yes. header um, uh, to finish off what was actually an outstanding move. It's only about four or five passes in the whole thing, I think. Um, yeah, I, I think it was only about four or five passes in the whole move and, and Dagnall just finished it off beautifully with his, with his header. That's a, play, that's a man that, that's got confidence. That's a player who is in the right place at the right time and, and, and Cox with his vision can see that and he just picks out such a beautiful pass. Cox must be a dream to play with as a centre forward because once Cox understands your game, he put that ball straight onto Dagnall's head. Yeah. So with a bit of effort, yeah, but, so, but he did. Yeah, so in my mind, on Mazzuzzi to Cox... Cox to Dagnall, Dagnall. Goal, Dagnall. Brilliant. It's well done, Dags. Love so it. we go two one up. Yeah. Um, and seemed like we were playing really well. You know, great, great in the ball around nicely. Yeah. On twenty-seven minutes, Bat unfortunately got injured. Uh, and on came David Mooney. Um, so we wish you well back. Yeah, that'll be in about three weeks. Okay. I think I read on Twitter. Um, so at half time, players went in, 2 1 lead to the O's. Attendance was confirmed at 4,108 with 242 away fans. I think that's quite a good attendance considering it was Boxing Day um, and we weren't able to go due to family commitments. So most of the people who we sit with weren't able to go. Yeah. So I think that wasn't too bad. Yeah. I don't think that was too bad at yeah. all. So second half kicked off. Um, 65th minute Pritchard came on for Cox um, due to injury to Cox and to keep him fresh now we had there were a few kind of boos when Cox was bought off due to people not being unhappy but to be fair to me that that makes perfect sense absolutely people have to understand that a, a manager taking a player a player off who's actually being quite influential isn't necessarily doing it because he doesn't seem as influential he sees it that he's got to manage the player's health as well because I'd rather lose Dean Cox for half a game than lose Dean Cox for several games so the point of the matter is is we were 2-1 up at the time, we're 65 minutes into the game and at the end of the day I'd rather lose him for, for 35 minutes than for three games. You are spot on <laughs> and that is why I love you so much. So, <laughs> 70th minute, uh, Adam Legend's got a shoulder injury and it turns out he's dislocated his shoulder and was replaced by Woods. So we wish you better. Absolutely. And it's a disgrace that some of our fans think that that's actually an acceptable thing yeah, that, that he's hurt himself that badly that he's dislocated his shoulder and yes whilst we don't think he's good enough you don't wish harm on, on any of our own players or any players generally but I think it's a disgrace that some people have taken to some of the social media and you know who you are I think it's a disgrace that you would wish harm on, on our players bloody hell oh, I mean, yeah, no but... it is it's, it's outrageous it's outrageous that you're happy that he's injured Yeah, it's... I'd be happy if he was dropped for not Playing well, I wouldn't be. I'm not happy that he's not playing because he's 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 hurt himself. That's only a minority of fans, though. So, you know. But yeah, agreed. And we shouldn't be booing players anyway. You no, know, you shouldn't. It does. It doesn't help anyone. Um, no, we got we got that to come on to. So, Legends came off for Woods. Yeah. Um, what I'll say about Woods though is when Woods is trying to claim his num- the number one shirt, Wood Wood is outstanding yeah. when he's in competition or has to prove himself. And it seems that when Woods does get the nod over Legends, he kind of fades a little bit. Right. Like he loses a bit of motivation and isn't the same kind of keeper. Right. Um, which is what I've noticed. Good spot. Yeah, cheers, Good man. spot. So then on 88 minutes, um, Mooney has um, three pops at it, but eventually smashes home after some good work by Dagnall. So Mooney finally puts it away. We pelted their goal, but some good defending and some good saves by the Crawley goalkeeper initially kept the ball out. 
That goal sealed some good link-up play between Moons and Dagnall on the counter-attack. The ball was stolen from them in our half. In um, And then we've sort of countered that. And John Gregory, post-match actually, I watched it after... John Gregory actually picked that out and said oh, that he picked, we, we picked that their pocket in, in our half while they were attacking us. Yeah, yeah. Picked, and then we've countered and scored. A la last season, which is what we would have done. We'd have picked their pocket and then countered and scored. Yeah, great run. Great um, great counter-attack. It yeah. took Mooney, I think, three attempts, was it? Yeah. So not once for Mooney, not twice for Mooney, but third time lucky for David <laughs> Now, if you got to think that Rooney is really Mooney, that's that's what I hear in my head. Okay, <laughs> that guy's <is> absolutely <laughs> mental. Uh, abs- that's not even Italian, is it? It sounded Turkish. No, I don't know what that is. I just found it. I thought it was brilliant. It sounded a bit like Mooney, so it made it in. Um, so we were cruising to a three-one win. Yeah, things got better in the ninety-fifth minute. Uh, great ball from Pritch uh, and Dagnall belted it home at the back of the stick. Four-one. Great yeah. ball from Pritch. Great breakaway again. Pritch, lovely ball. Um, excellent pass from Vincelo who sent Pritchard clear great ball 4-1 game over snap yeah. great win for the O's great to see a big 4-1 win and we only win 4-1 at home yeah we absolutely. don't we don't, we don't do 1-0 anymore 2-0 we, we don't we score loads of goals absolutely um, Fabio Liverani said after the game I'm delighted for everyone we've worked so hard and I was pleased with the reaction of the players from last week's defeat so absolutely he's saying the right things now um, there's a few stats that we can ping at you if you're interested uh, we held 59% of the possession overall. We had 19 shots to their seven. Um, 11 of those 19 were on target to their two. Their two on target, they scored one. So still a concern for me is that very few shots come on target for, for our op- for opposing teams and they still score. That was a 50% conversion rate. Yeah. Uh, so, yeah, but then of the um, four of the 11... Shots that we had on target, four of them yeah. were goals. So that's not fifty percent. No, it's yeah. thirty. Isn't play, it? Yeah. Um, four corners, ten fouls each. So um, obviously, from from my point of view, absolutely delighted to get the win. A much needed confidence boost, and I believe that scoring four goals and only conceding one shows what an attacking threat we actually can be. People might say, "Well, it's only against Crawley, who are rubbish and near the bottom of the league." But so are we. We were rubbish. We were bottom of the league. We couldn't buy a win for love nor money. Uh, we weren't doing well, and you know. A, you can only beat the teams that are in front of you, and B, you have to beat the teams that are around you to get out of that. If you're not beating the Crawleys and the Yeovils and the and the Colchesters, you don't really stand much of a chance of pushing up the table. Well, that's you when really you get don't. relegated if you don't win those That games. is relegation. Um, so, yeah, my thoughts, yeah, as Paul said, great for confidence. Um, I wrote this straight after the match, and I put, Dags and Moons have to play together each week, yeah. which I agree on. Yeah. But although, you know, maybe that's wrong considering what happened at Yeovil. Um, 11 goals and 21 league starts for Chris Dagnall is brilliant and it's seen that Cox and Dagnall especially yeah. both had sublime matches so well done boys well done to the, to the whole starting 11 absolutely um, and just to come back yeah fans we shouldn't be booing our players you know support them support them because you know we need them to be confident when they step out on that pitch so if you were booing legends you know I understand why you would but it's not the right right way to go and no. we don't we don't condone it on our podcast so that left us 20th in the league 
um, which is better than the 22nd, which is where we were. No, sorry, the 23rd. So a few reviews of the match that came in after. At best, Snooker JP tweeted us and said, what a result. They played well. It must be due to my visit and help at the training ground on Christmas Day to help them win. Come on, you O's. I'd like to know what you was doing there. So if yeah. you want to DM us at or in Outlook, yeah. then we'd love to hear what uh, what you was doing there and what, you, what you're what you up to. Yeah, because we went there and then they lost 2-0. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. What did you do so differently? Yeah. At Chris underscore Holmes 24. The highlight was the North Stand had some good banter with keeper Brian Jensen. Good performance and result. Come on, you O's. Yeah, great result. So that was great. Uh, yep. Led us into Sunday, so reports in the Daily Star and the Sunday Mirror that Paul Ince would be joining us as assistant manager. Paul, don't, your don't, thoughts on it? Yeah, don't rate him. Didn't rate him. Never rated him as a manager. I think he thinks that he's still the governor, even though he's proven to achieve very little during his managerial career. He won the Football League trophy in March two thousand and eight, though. But that's that's his highlight. Uh, think I already could still rub players up the wrong way. However, there are so many positives with him. Like, yeah. he's got league experience, connection with other English clubs, so we might be able to get some decent loan players yeah. if we needed them. Tom Ince. Um Tom Ince wouldn't come <laughs> to us. Does he still know Italian? If so, then great. So I think it'd be silly of me to totally dismiss him as, as someone as a support staff because he does add so much, but as long as he brings a positivity and leaves a negativity at the front door... It wouldn't be a bad thing, but I just think, generally, I just think that's just BS. I don't think there's yeah, anything I, in it. It's just I, someone... I think it's probably his agent putting it out there because they put he's a Londoner connection yeah. with the Italian thing. I just think it's just his agent. As you hear it all the time, a lot of the stuff you read in the papers is the agents drumming up interest yeah, and no. to put him in the shop window because Brighton were looking for a manager. So you just don't know. It's just to keep his name out there. Yeah, no, I, I agree what with you. you. I, think, I don't think it will happen now. At the time, I was okay with that, actually. I think he was a good footballer. He's, he's managed in the Premiership. Whenever he's had a chairman who's backed him, he's been successful. He's given him money to spend. He's done well. Um, and he hates West Ham. <laughs> so for me, you know, it's a winner. Good connections, yeah. Tom Ince, yeah, never going to happen, but, you know. Can dream. Can dream. So it looks unlikely it would happen now because that was reported on Sunday, but you never know. So thanks to at David Sears Free, at TJM LOFC, at Calvin Vansky, at Rayleigh Rocker, at Leighton Orient, at John underscore Grove Zero One, at Vlatas underscore C, at Colin Herman, at Chris underscore Holmes 24, at Bradley Ackers95 and at one Liam Thomas for your views on ints. All valid, all appreciated. Keep keep giving us your views. We love them. Brilliant. So then on Monday, uh, we moved on. We had Yeovil away, although I don't quite know why we were playing on the Monday when every other, barring one game, the Barnsley game, which was postponed, why every other League One game was on the Sunday and we were on the Monday. I still don't understand that. But No, I anyway. heard, heard Yeovil ask for it, but I don't know why. Okay. But that could be BS. So, so starting we lined up. up. Yeah. yeah. Uh, Woods in goal. Sawyer back in the squad. Uh, Lowry and Cuthbert were your two centre backs. And uh, Elliot Omazuzi at your right back with Cox, Wright, Vinslow, Pritch, and Dagnall. And Super Kevin Lisby starting his first game in four months. Yeah. Subs on the day were Granger, Baldry, Desaina Lee, Ajimang, Adebayejo, and Super David Mooney. Yep. So, with me, I was happy to see that. Happy to see Sawyer start. Also happy to see Lisby in the first 11, but I did feel a bit sorry for him after he had such a good game against Crawley. But saying that, I knew Lisby would only last around an hour. And I'd rather have Mooney on the bench than Lisby on the bench because I think Mooney can make more of an impact coming off the bench he than seems someone to be like Lisby. Yeah. Um, so yeah, that's fine with me. So as Paul said, four changes for the O's. Woods in, Sawyer in, Pritchin and Lisby and out go Legends, Dosena, Bat and McEnough. So three, of them, three of them obviously due to injury yes. with, 
with so they're reinforced, but good. It's, it just shows you the rotation that when we've now got players injured, we've got yep. decent replacements. So at SamCas9, was ready to be very angry at seeing Moons dropped, but the return of Super Kev is huge. 11 points to the playoffs. Yep, at Mike Brown Music said Super Kev, that is all. That's all you need That's to say. That's all you need, yeah. Uh, at Ian Manny Rennie John Mooney will get a good half hour at least please to see Super Kev back come on you O's yeah and at Simon Bedford said team looks solid lacking a bit of pace but good to see Lisby start so yeah everyone seemed one motivated you know everyone seemed positive about the game I actually thought we would go and win it but didn't kind of expect what kind of turned out to be the actual scoreline. So, and if you look at that squad, it's pretty much everyone from last year. Great point. Yeah, that was the base of last year. Barring so. Pritch and Woods, that's everybody from last year. Yeah, and when you think about Pritch, obviously we need a right midfielder because obviously um, Odebajo's gone, and the same with keeper situation. But you're absolutely bang on. Yeah, yeah. it's the same. I just saw that. I just just looking back. Just at tweaked that. it. Yeah, yeah. yeah. So match started, an offside goal for Yeovil. Um, looked like we got lucky there. As we, it was poor defending, even though the bloke was offside, like clearly offside. So that was that. Yeah. Um, in the 34th minute, we go in front as Dagnall heads home a Pritchard cross. Um, first of all chance, first goal, Yeovil nil late on one. I've got to say, great ball from Pritch. Absolutely fantastic ball from Pritch. Straight on, again, straight onto Dagnall's head. Yeah. He must be loving it. He's had like... To that Cox cross early in the week, it's probably on his head. His last goal and his first goal. It's just a continuation, isn't it? Well, yeah, and his second goal against Crawley was literally straight to him, unmarked in the six-yard box, true to a great ball from Pritch. Great to see Pritch starting to develop that relationship with Dagnall as well. Yeah. You know, it's just there. It. They yeah. just know where he wants the ball and they just put it there. So that was his eighth of the season, so he went in at half-time 1-0. Well done, Chris. Good goal scoring record. Still can't understand a word you're saying at any point, given any of your interviews, but great goal. <laughs> he did do an interview, I think, post-Crawley, <laughs> and I, I could understand him. It was good. So No, only joking. Love you, Daggers. <laughs> Excuse me. Can I just say... Massive, massive, massive well done to the 217 Leighton Orient fans who made that journey down to Yeovil. Yeah, absolutely. It's in the back... I, I did that last season. It is in the back end of nowhere. It's nowhere near a station. It's right in the middle of nowhere. And it's all the way down yeah, near Devon. So, fair play. This time of year, this weather. Freezing fair. your absolute... What's it's off? Absolute respect to you, boys. Yeah, so boys you, and girls. Yeah, absolutely. So you made up the attendance uh, that was overall four thousand one hundred thirty-two. Yep. So second half, um, yep. sorry, I took a long friend to six-yard box. Dagnall headed it in, but ref doesn't give it uh, as it appeared to be cleared off the line. Yeah, that uh, you can never tell. Um, it looked like it from the goal that from the angle that I've seen. It looked like it was a, it could have been over the line, but you yep. just don't know. Just don't know. Yeah. Then on um, fifty-seven, Orient almost score, but Bradley Pritchard is saved. Uh, shot is saved by Jed Steer for following good pressure. Yeah, and in the 64th minute, we made our pressure pay. Uh, Vince Lowe switched play brilliantly to Cox. Cox kind of just keep bringing it forward, and their defence just backed off, backed off, backed off. Um, Cox shot well. <clears throat> it, the shot was saved. And who should it fall to? But super, super, super Kevin Lisby to make it 2-0. Yeah. And to kind of... At that point, once we went 2-0 up, I thought the game was won. So Lisby scored. I'm going to give Lisby his own commentary. Um, so Cox shoots, saved... Falls out to Lisby. Lisby. So Lisby made it 2-0. Um, yeah, that's and, 10 uh, seconds of, uh, of, oh, of I last. That. I love yeah. that, I love that. That's what, that's what I hear in my head when Orient score. Uh, you know, exactly that, that passion. Um, and as soon as this be scored, 
Liverani took him off for Mooney, probably a wise decision. I didn't think Lisbon would go over the hour. No. So for him to get his goal, yeah. to be two up, made he's, total sense. He's kept himself fit, but obviously what you don't want to do is overdo it because he's lost his match sharpness in four months. So Moons came on for Lisby, then Dean Cox's 50th goal for the O's made it 3-0. Great shot from Cox and a brilliant way to mark 50 late Orient goals. Great stat from whoever was running the Leighton Orient Twitter feed, Johnny. Davis, I presume so. Yeah. I presume so. Typical Great Cox. Swear. Cox anticipated so well what was going to happen. Yeah. Waited for the ball to roll out to him. Took his three steps. Beautiful side foot finish. No chance for the keeper. And great to see. 88th minute, uh, Harry Lee came on for right. So giving Lee a bit of experience, even though the game was already done. Great experience for the guy to get him on the pitch. Uh, and a 90th minute, Montel Agamang uh, came on to make his debut in place of Roman Vincelo. So for me, Liverani starting to get the youth involved a bit more, like we already mentioned. So, brilliant. So the match finished 3-0. A great win for the O's. Um, and any Orient fan before the match would have taken a 3-0 win. So some stats. Yeah, all day long. Um, possession, they had 53% to our 47. We both had 10 shots each. Shots on target, they had four. And didn't score any. So well done, Woods. on the clean, clean sheet. Well yeah. done, the defence. And we had seven shots on target and scored three. So brilliant. Um, Lisby was interviewed by BBC London and said I'm happy to be back the most important thing was two wins seven goals in two games I think we can now climb up the table this club is important to me and I think we can build on these wins it's been a very good Christmas so spot on Kev great to have you back lovely uh, Fabio Liverani also said uh, post-match that uh, Dean Cox is a very important player for Leighton Orient and unless someone offers crazy money we will not be letting him go that's great news to hear you know Cox is under two and a half year contract Club aren't under any pressure to sell. We're not here. a selling club anymore. We've got a um, we've got a chairman who didn't want Moses Odebajo to be sold and was close to pulling out of the deal, according to Barry Hearn, because he didn't want Moses to be sold. No, absolutely. So we don't need to sell our top players anymore. For me, I think if we are to sell Cox, you've got to be looking at around one point five million to two million. Because he's what, 27, 28? Yeah, no, yeah and he's on a two and a half year contract and he's in the form of his life. And how, who could we buy to replace his goals? Absolutely. His so goals and assists. Not under pressure to sell. I don't <coughs> think we will. But saying that, you know, if a big, big money offer comes in, and you never know with football these days. You just don't know. No, after the match as well, Liverani, in the same interview, uh, revealed that McEnough had missed the game with a twisted ankle but should return by Fleetwood at home. Also, he attempted to speak English. Yeah, I'm like a lot. You like, I that? like that? Yeah, like Pochettino did when he first managed Southampton. He came in and he wasn't speaking fluently because he wasn't confident. He didn't want to say the wrong thing, thinking he wasn't saying the wrong thing sort of thing. So um, essentially, very, very happy with that. And yeah, that was good. That was great. So we weren't able to make the game, but uh, at LOFC underscore fans did. And we got player ratings from him. So thanks for the ratings. Great Twitter account to follow if you don't already. Give him a follow at LOFC underscore Fans, all capital letters. Woods gave a seven. Had a good game. Caught everything. Kicking has improved. Great to hear. Good to hear. On the Zuzi, gets a six. Steady after dodgy first 20 minutes. Sawyer, seven. Solid again. Deserves a run in the side. Couldn't agree with you more, actually. Great point. I thought he was very unlucky to be dropped, but good to have him back in the team. Cuthbert, seven. Did very well against taller strikers. Very vocal. Very good to see, considering how he's our captain in Clark's absence. Absolutely. Absolutely. Great. Yep. Uh, Lowry 7 another good game uh, better centre back than left back I, I think, think that's been determined yeah. yep so Pritchard got a, rated a 7 as well had a hand in 2 goals could be slightly more generous there then I think maybe with an 8 show glimpse of what he can do Vincelo got a 7 the usual Roman Vincelo performance was solid picked up picked up a bit of a knock yep Josh Wright gave an 8 best game for the O's linked up well with uh, the defence and the forwards yep 
Cox gets an eight man in a match, typical Coxie display, put his heart and soul into everything. Hope it's not his last game. Yeah, Dagnall eight. Right? Very busy up top, ran over ragged, great header for the goal. Currently the best striker at the club, most informed. Certainly. Yeah, I think everyone would agree with you there. Lisby seven did very well to play on a, a night like today after so long out. Yeah, good point actually. Yeah. Great point. Uh, scored in return, can't ask more than that. Glad he's back. Yeah, Mooney got a six, played the last 25 minutes. Can't wait to see him fully fit up top with daggers. Yeah. And Brilliant. Lee and Edgy Man didn't didn't quote. Yeah, so thanks for those uh, ratings. Very good, spot on. So yeah. after the match, a few plays taken to Twitter again, which is great to see. You At like E Omazuzi said, great result uh, and happy with the clean sheet. Welcome back, King Kev. And congrats to Dino on your 50th goal. Thanks to everyone that travelled. Come on, you O's. Uh, Dean Cox tweeted, happy to get my 50th goal for the club. More importantly, and this is the key part of his tweet, more importantly to get the three points, back-to-back wins. Great support from the fans. Safe trip home. Brilliant. So great to see players starting to be more active on Twitter. A bit like yeah. last season, the good feeling starting to come back. Yeah, um, I'm so hopefully we get more. Absolutely agree with you. Absolutely delighted to get back-to-back wins. Uh, yeah. It seems to be a bit of a ray of sunshine what's been a very gloomy season so far for us. A lovely way to end 2014. Seeing good link-up play, team bonding, but you can tell by the goal celebrations, which just goes to show how truthful the players were with us in the interviews in episode 22. So if you haven't listened to that, give that a listen and listen to what Clarkie, Vincelo and Pritch said. Uh, I nice think plug. Thanks. Uh, this is the launch pad we needed to push on uh, and up the table. Our positivity over the past 22 episodes has now been rewarded. Yep. Also love that players are now returning from long-term injuries and creating a competitive environment. So it's good to see many back playing now. Yeah, great. Uh, my my thoughts. It feels like a corner has been turned as we now will hopefully enter a great period for the club. Need to keep the positivity up. It's great to see players like Lisby return, and it'll be very interesting when Hendo, Simpson, and Plasmati are fit. You know, alongside Mooney, Dagnall. Uh, and Lisby yeah. uh, back to back wins show players are starting to buy into Liverani's ideas uh, and good to see start, players start tweeting again so we got a few tweets after the match that came in yeah. at David Ricard 80 said a fantastic win shame we now have a 10 day break however well done to the lads and let's push on yeah agreed yeah at Chris underscore Holmes 24 goals and a clean sheet the players deserve a lot of credit for the character and professionalism they showed yeah at Darren M Stewart said 7 goals 6 points 3 days great springboard for 2015 keep it up yeah. At Taser Junior, eight points off the playoffs. I will not stop dreaming. Yeah. Fair play. We can all drink. Yeah. At Luke BR nineteen ninety eight. What a fantastic result and a great way to end the year, especially to see Super Kev score. Absolutely. So that leaves us nineteenth in the league, having played twenty three games. So we are now at the halfway point in the season in terms of games. Oh, yep. yep. We're one six, drawn seven, lost ten with twenty five points. Our goal difference is minus two which interestingly is the best goal difference in the bottom half of the table. Yeah, great point. And the table is still very congested. So if we can yeah. get if we win our next 4 or 5 or don't or go and beat then we'll start to be higher end of the mid table. Yeah. And then from there you can push on. So, you know, playoffs is probably unrealistic, but you never I d- know. I don't know. I think it's realistic. We're uh, 8 points off the playoffs, which is 3 3 wins. Yeah. We'll see. Yeah. We'll, we will see. Yeah. So doesn't hurt to dream. Doesn't hurt to dream at all. So positives. Yeah. Should I do positive? You Go for think? it. Yeah. So positive this week. Back to back wins for the first time this season. Super Kev is back. Seven goals in two games. That's it. That's uh, how you do it. Unfortunately, negatives. We weren't going to do any this week, but unfortunately, hashtag fuming that Jimmy Smith scored against us. Um, <laughs> Sean Bat injured uh, as the second negative and the third, obviously, that Legends has popped his shoulder. So, yeah. wish you guys a speedy recovery. Absolutely. So, here of the week, um, 
it's going to have to be a joint one this week because we couldn't distinguish between the two heroes yeah. for us. So well done to Chris Dagnall and Dean Cox, joint heroes of the week. Well yeah. done, fellas. An outstanding week for you both. Golden assists galore. So well done, fellas. No fixture this Saturday because Bradford, unfortunately, for us are in the FA Cup. It'd be good to get keep the momentum going. Absolutely. But fair play, Bradford are in the FA Cup. So our next fixture is at home to Fleetwood, who are flying, doing very well considering, um, on the 10th of January. They're 11th in the league at the moment. They've Of their 23 games, they've won eight, drawn six and lost nine. So they're not... They're not unbeatable by any means. They've only won eight. So they're 11th, which is eight places above us. Yeah. But interesting, they're only five points ahead of us. Yeah. So if we win that game, then we're two points behind the behind team. So yeah. it shows how congested that table is. Absolutely. So we're going to kind of end this episode with a kind of Dean Cox tribute. So he scored his 50th goal. So well bit done, love Dino. Fest a bit of love fest for you, Dino. Um, so he's been a great ambassador for the club. He has. He's an absolute legend. Uh, 50 goals for the club. So we ask you what your favourite Dean Cox goals have been so far out of the 50. Mine, although not the not in one of the biggest games, just a standard league game, was his volley against Sheffield United. Ball dropped to him, one-touch control, booms it in, top corner, just for the technique and the techers. Yeah. Take a bowl, Dean Cox. Take a bowl. I have to say, there are so many. I went with Walsall just purely because it's uniqueness in that there aren't many players at all that score from within their own half in a professional league game. Absolutely. And Dean Cox did it against Walsall. But I also like the Gillingham goal because that was a team one with sort of 18 or 20 or passes. But I think Walsall is, is one of my standout ones. But uh, you all had your own opinions and thoughts on this. AW, at AW Sports Travel said Peterborough playoffs without a doubt because it meant so much. Yeah, at Mike Brown Music said I'd say his, his goal against Peterborough just for the sheer importance and what it meant for the team and the club. At Sam Boast 1, the Peterborough goal has to come first. Right time, right place. At Laurie Hand said his goal at home against Huddersfield back in 2010-11. stroke That was special. I don't remember that one, to be honest, but fair enough. Uh, at Cockney Pirate 72, Wembley for the joy it gave us all. Yeah. At Mr Orient said the scream of the Huddersfield. So that Huddersfield goal, we'll have to find it on YouTube and pull it up. Yeah. Definitely. Uh, at the Authentic Gaz, that magical moment he hit the net in the Peterborough home playoff game. Hashtag pitch invasion. Oh, that was brilliant. At yeah. Mill H1881, said Peterborough playoff semi. Hashtag no contest. At Kawavansky, hard to choose between Carlisle away, posh at home, or uh, in the playoffs, or uh, Gillingham at home. I think the later represents 2013 uh, LOFC best. Yeah, great point. Uh, at PM31970, Warsaw away for me as well. Yeah, at Wallerad, got to be Peterborough in the playoffs, it took the roof off the stadium. At Woman Day, said Walsall away, shamefully ignored by the Football League Awards. Absolutely yeah, good agree. Point. Good Absolutely point. agree, great point there. At Bradliakas95, just because many people can't say they scored there, I liked Cox's goal at Wembley back in May. Yeah, at yeah. Bob Tass 75 although the playoff goal was good, the away chip was good, but surely it has to be Walsall away. Thank you, yes. Yeah, so, so some great goals, and some haven't even been mentioned. You know, the Ginningham one wasn't mentioned, that I thought would be mentioned a lot more, and... Yeah. Also, the Crawley free kick, we had because we put this up on Facebook as well, so thanks to those of you who got in contact on Facebook, um, the Crawley free kick came up on Facebook as well a couple of times. So it just shows you kind of what he can do. He can take free kicks, he can score rebounds from free kicks, he can score touch, half volleys, shoots, yeah. goals. No one mentioned Plymouth away earlier in the season. It was a great goal. True. Dino, fair play, mate. You're a living legend at the club, so, so fair play to you. Um, 
So obviously this is the end of December now, we're the 31st of December as we record this, so we are due a goal of the month and we are also going to do a goal of the year, so that would cover the 2013-14 season as well as... Well, from January. So from January this Canada year, so year, for last season and, and this season yeah. as, as well, so dig deep, think hard, let us know if you have any uh, particular goals that you're fond of that we can put in goal of the year uh, and then uh, sort of put that out. Yep, so to kind of finish up, um, as it's December yeah. the 31st we've only been going six months um, so we only had the idea like you know in May I would say April, yeah. and what we've done you know in, in the back end of 2014 as a podcast so far it's been incredible yeah. you know over 1100 Twitter followers we've done Orient Player with David that it was a pleasure to do Yeah, we were there when Slade kind of the ultimatum done the ultimatum and we kind of broke the news on that which was an well, I wouldn't say amazing was the right word to describe that experience, but it was a brilliant thing it to do. It was a shattering moment. It, yeah. When you realise what he'd just... When it when it hit me that what he'd just said, I was like, oh my God. I know, I know. It was crazy. You know, we've interviewed Matt Lockwood. Legend. We've met, you know, Scott McLeish. We've interviewed Clark. We've done player interviews. We've Such had nice people. snippets from players. We've had support from the club. We've been to the training ground. You know. This isn't this just to be quite frank. This isn't to brag. It's just no, to show it's just you to sh- show what we've done, how far we've come, and to bring you, know, you information, to bring you news and views and stuff like that. It's not we're not bragging. No, absolutely. It's just kind of a thank you for kind of support all us. the support we've had, and you know because without well you we've we wouldn't done. be able to to do all of that. So I think it just leaves us to say happy new year from us. Yeah. Thanks again for all your support. Please continue to keep in touch. Tweet us. Email us if you want to, um, if you're so inclined. But um, keep behind the boys, keep supporting them, and uh, sing up for the boys yep. and and up the O's. Yeah. So unfortunately, no, no, no match on Saturday. So our next podcast will be after the Fleetwood match. Yeah. It'll, it'll be done on the Sunday. So have a great New Year. Again, hope you all had a good Christmas. And Absolutely. obviously, keep calm, listen to our outlook. And yeah, up, up we'll, the O's. Up the O's. Yeah.